glad to be in the house of the Lord today. Really, I am very thankful to be here. I uh, know that life comes at us fast, and sometimes we take for granted a day, just a day, just a day. As I was talking with Pastor Collier, he said, you know, wish I had one more day. <laughs> you know, I, I was thinking about that, you know. I'm just glad to be in the house of the Lord today. And I want to take a few minutes this morning, and I want to talk to you on a subject that I think should be very personal for each and every person today. I don't think that this moment, this message, should escape anyone today. And the message I want to talk to you today and the subject I want to talk about is the subject of forgiveness. 
something that I, I want to say is forgiveness is a word that God has put in my heart. And I believe that forgiveness is life-changing. When you learn how to forgive others who trespassed against you, it'll be life-changing for you. I'm sitting in a room full of people this morning. I would say there's 200, 250, some, a, a bunch of us. And I would say, and I'm not going to point fingers because I always say when I got one pointing at you, I got three or four pointing back at me. But I will say this, that there are some sitting here, and I feel in my spirit that God put this message for you because you're holding on to things that you need to be letting go of. Forgiveness Forgiveness is a subject that I believe it's life-changing. We spend a lot of time cleansing ourselves of filthiness. There are a lot of people in my church who have cleansed themselves from pornography. There's a lot of people in my church that have cleansed themselves from dirty language. They've cleaned up their mouth. There's a lot of people in my church that's cleaned up their attitude. They used to walk around with a big chip on their shoulder, but now they're the most lovely, lovely people you've ever met in my life. There's a lot of people in my church that have cleaned up any addiction that they might have, whether it be meth or cocaine or crack or drugs or any alcohol. There's a lot of people who have cleaned up the outside. But what I want to talk to you today is about the heart, about cleaning up the area of the heart of holding on to anger and bitter and resentment and holding on to things that you need to be letting go today. Forgiveness! Forgiveness! We spend a lot of time cleaning ourselves up from the filthiness, but what is deeper is when we get into our heart and we begin to clean out the things that ain't supposed to be there, to get our heart cleaned. You can clean up everything else, but everything that's going on in your life today, listen to me, y'all grab this, everything that's going on in your life today is, is from something that's coming out of your heart. I like the new person that I am today. I try to let the joy, the love, the forgiveness come out of my heart. But there are some today who are holding on to them. You know who you are. And you're fidgety already. And you're, you're, you feel like I'm stepping on your toes. Well, great. Because I want you to learn this today. Because I think that we're a thinking church. And a thinking church is a learning church. And I'm proud that we teach right here where you can understand. And you need to understand if you're holding on to any unforgiveness in your heart, you're not allowing yourself to be used by God in such a mighty, mighty, powerful way that he wants to use you today. It's time to clean up our heart. You can clean up everything else, but everything that's going on in your life, all the life problems that you have, it's coming out of your heart. Your God is a God of seed. Everything he does, he does, it starts with a seed. He said, let, 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 he let his word go out, and his word went out, and he said, let there be light, and he sent that seed out, and bam, there was light. God is a God of seed. He sent his word out, and his word brought forth light, and it brought forth humans, and it brought forth animals. And, and, and let me say this. Your mind is a ground where seeds are planted. Things come in here. That get down to here. You got to clean out your heart. I'm so adamant. And so growing too. Can I say this? I'm growing too. What I put in here. Usually winds up here. If I listen to the wrong music. It usually winds up here. If I watch the wrong shows. It usually winds up here. If I think the wrong thoughts. Now some of y'all need to grasp this today. If I think. It starts right here in our mind. When we let things. When we let those seeds. 
thing, those filthy things, those bad things, anything come in our mind, it usually winds up in our heart. And I tell people all the time, God's not worried about the outside as much as he is on the inside. Your mind is the ground where seeds are planted. And it's great when the seeds are good seeds. I love the good seeds that are in my life and the joy and when life is going good and the kids are behaving and everybody's getting along. Those seeds that go in my mind, go in my heart, I love those times when we're being prospered and things are working out good for us. All the good seeds feel good. But it's bad when the negative seeds come into our heart and we don't get them out like unforgiveness. Unforgiveness. You know, there are some people in my church that won't even speak to other people in my church. That is a shame. And, and most of the time, can I say this to you? Most of the time, it's the one shaking their head that's doing it. Most of the time, it's the one who's raising their hand and saying, glory to God, and you're holding things against five or six people in the church. Most of the time, it's the ones that sit on the front row who have a problem with someone on the back row. Most of the time, the ones that are showing up serving, on the outside, they look good, but they're treating people at work crazy. They're treating people at home crazy. They're they, they holding on to things they should be letting go of. This is one of those messages that it really needs to take root. It's called the message of forgiveness. It amazes me. Can I say this to you? It amazes me how many of us as Christians never talk about forgiveness. We talk about a lot of things. But on the subject of forgiveness, we don't talk about that too much. God says if we're going to do good in 2015, we got to let go of things that's hurt us in our past. 2014 on down to when we were a child. It amazes me how many of us as Christians never talk about forgiveness. And it's, isn't that what our faith is all about anyway? Ain't that the basis of our faith, forgiveness? Aren't you sitting here blessed today because you are forgiven? I know I'm blessed because I'm forgiven. Ain't that the basis of our faith? And that's what Jesus died on the cross for, for our sins so that we could be forgiven? Ain't that what he was nailed to the cross for, that he was whipped, that they ripped his beard out of his face for, for forgiveness? But we as Christians, we don't talk about forgiveness. And, and, and I'm going to pray to God before you leave this church. If you're holding anything against anybody, you forgive them today. Because that's the basis of our faith, forgiveness. Everybody in this room has been forgiven. That's victory right there. That's something to be praising God about right now because that's victory right there. If you're a Christian, if you prayed the prayer of salvation, if you know where you're going when you die, then that's called forgiveness. He's forgiven you because he don't owe you nothing. Touch three people and say, he don't owe you nothing. <laughs> if you have prayed and asked Christ to come into your life, you have been forgiven. You're not here because you deserve it. <laughs> You're not here because he owes you a favor, like you're special, Carrie. You're not here because you're special. Well, you're not real special. None of us are real special. He don't owe us nothing. He could have took you when you were doing them drugs. He could have took you when you went to that party. He could have took you, but by his grace and his mercy and his love, he gave you forgiveness. And we don't talk about it. We don't want to extend it to other people. Oh, y'all not hearing me this morning. Forgiveness. We're not here because we deserve it. 
He don't love us because we deserve it. The Bible says that he came into his own and his own turned his back on him. God don't owe us any favors. We've been forgiven. Ain't it funny? Can I say this to you? Ain't it funny how we are forgiven, but we find it difficult to forgive other people? We find it very difficult to forgive other people. You know, Paul tells us in 2 Corinthians, got my Bible? Open your Bibles to 2 Corinthians. Paul tells us how to forgive. The challenge is God wants you to be a conduit to which his character flows. I had some work being done at my house this week, and they sent me to get some parts. They said, go get a piece of conduit. I said, what is conduit? Well, it's a piece of little, it's, it's a little thing that wire goes into. I said, okay, uh, what does it look like? Where do I find it? What size do I need? Conduit. Say conduit. A piece of conduit. So Nolan told me what I was looking for, and I went over there, and, and, and I found that piece of conduit. And God wants you and I to be a piece of conduit where his love flows through us, his forgiveness flows through us. What they did is they took the electricity wire, and they run it up to my ceiling fan through the conduit. God wants to use you, boys and girls, men and women, young people and old people alike, to be a conduit. Do it where forgiveness flows. Is anybody getting this or is this just for me? Con do it. Are we a thinking church? Are we a learning church? First Corinthians 1 verse 3. Got my Bible? I mean, 2 Corinthians, I'm sorry. My bad. I'll just mess with you see if you was thinking, listening, church. 2 Corinthians 1, 4, got my Bible? 1, 3. I'm going to get it right. God offers comfort to all. All praises to God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now listen, he is the source of every mercy and the God who comforts us. He comforts us. Now, this is where I am. He comforts us in all of our troubles so that we, say we, we, say it again, we can comfort others when others are in trouble. We will be able to give them the same comfort that God has given us. You ought to highlight that. On the subject of forgiveness, you ought to circle that with a pen. If you don't have one, borrow your neighbor. Because what the Lord says is the same comfort, the same forgiveness, the same love he gives us, Brother Carl, we're supposed to give that to other people. That is a commandment. That's not something that he says, oh, just do that when you want to. He says in his word, he says, all praise to God the Father, Lord Jesus Christ, who is the source of every mercy and and the God who comforts us, he comforts us in all of our troubles so that we, say we, can comfort others. When others are troubled, we will be able to give them the same comfort God gives us. So in other words, I was telling Brother Vic this yesterday, in other words, monkey see, monkey do. I remember, remember that when they grew up. Monkey see, monkey do. My mama used to say, if all them other kids are going to jump off a bridge, you're going to jump off a bridge too? Well, if it looked like fun, mama, I might. 
mucky see, mucky do. We as Christians, what God gives us, we ought to give others. We as Christians, you and I who have been forgiven, Brian, you and I who've been saved by the amazing grace, Janie, you and I who God has helped us, comforted us, been there for us, the same way he is there for Pastor Collier this morning, is what we need to be the conduit and give to others. It needs to flow. Somebody grab this. Kenny, you going to grab this this morning with me? Listen to me this morning. Who comforts us in all of our troubles that we can comfort those any, uh, that are in any trouble with the same comfort that we got from God. In other words, monkey see, monkey do. What Jesus is saying here is when you see me comfort you, you go comfort somebody else. When you see me comfort someone else, when, when, when you see me bless you, you go be a blessing to somebody else. God will give anything to you that he can get through you. People ask, why ain't God blessing me? Why ain't God blessing me? Why ain't God answering my prayers? Why ain't, why ain't, why ain't? Because listen to this. God will give anything to you that he can get through you. Me and Brother Vic was talking about some blessings that him and Miss Connie received. See, God used them. He knew that he could trust them to take that blessing and give it to someone else. Now, now you need to write this down and pay attention. Write this down. If you're taking notes, listen. God will give anything to you that he can get through you. God gave me mercy. I'm going to give it to other people. God gave me forgiveness. I'm going to give it to other people. God gave me a second chance. I'm going to give it to other people. God gave me a third, a fourth, a fifth, a sixth, a seventh, an eighth, a ninth, and a tenth chance. It's called forgiveness. I thank God that I serve a God that forgives. Now, all the righteous people, this is going right over your head. The self-righteous people, this just went right around you. But the same forgiveness God gives you, you need to extend that to other people. What Jesus says is, when you see me comfort you, go out and comfort somebody else just like I comfort you. When I was a kid growing up, I always got in fist fights. Are there anybody like that here today? I, I, I'm going to say this, too. I, I, I want them all. <laughs> That's my story. I'll stick to it. When I was a kid, my parents never taught me right from wrong, so I did a lot of wrong, and I was always getting in fights. But I was always winning. I was always winning. And one of my friends come up to me and says, man, you tough. How come you always win those fights? I thought old Tony Jewell, he outweighed you three times, would whoop you. How come you always winning those fights? I said, well, I'm just doing to him what he was trying to do to me. But I'm doing it a little better. God wants us to do what he's doing to us, to someone else, a little better. Oh, don't try me. Some of y'all out there trying to size me up right now. I still got game now. I, I still. Suck it all in. My friends used to ask me, and I'd say, how do you always win? I said, whatever they did to me, I just did it back to them a little better. God says, whatever I do to you, I want you to do to somebody else. Even if you don't know how to do it, imitate me. Jesus is our role model. Even if you don't know how to do it, even if you were like me, nobody raised you right from wrong. He is our role model. Imitate Jesus. What he did for others, you do for others. 
If I comfort you, you comfort them. If I give to you, you give to them. If I bless you, you be a blessing to someone else. If I teach you, you go out and teach them. If I forgive you, you what? Forgive them. If this is a listening church, because I think it's a listening people that I'm talking to today, then they're thinking people and they're smart people. And if you want to get to heaven, smart people, you can't hold on to any unforgiveness in your heart this morning. That's a fact, Jack. That's something that you need to listen to today. Think about this. Ever since you were a kid, you were taught the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Watch this. And forgive us of our sins as we forgive those who sinned against us. I was taught that as a kid at my granddaddy's church. And I was good up to the point where you got to that point about forgiving people. Because before Christ, I had a hard time forgiving people. I held on to some things that my mama had done to me until the year that she died. And I had to let those things go. Because God couldn't use me the way that I need to be used by God if I was holding on to any unforgiveness. I was mad at God for a while because my daddy died when I was five and I had stepdaddies that just abused me. So I was mad at God. I'm going to just be real with you. I was upset with God for a long time. I had to let that go and learn that he was my father and that he was guiding me and that he was protecting me and that he was showing me the way and that he was always there every step of the way. And I had to make peace with God. I was taught at my granddad's kid as I was a kid that the, uh, that, that 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 verse, the, the 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 Lord's prayer, give us this day our daily bread and forgive those who sinned against us. And we as Christians still have a hard time. I'm not done. Listen, we still have a hard time. Some of y'all don't even want to hear what I'm saying to you this morning because somebody abused you, somebody hurt you. And you can't let it go. Listen to me this morning. Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. Give it to God. Give it to God. I remember sitting at my dad's grave in Waco, Texas. And I remember letting it go. Say, God, I know he wasn't here to raise me. I was mad at him. I was mad at you. But today I'm not mad anymore. And you know what? I started praying a different prayer from that day forward. Lord, let me see my kids grow up. And God has blessed me because my dad wasn't there, but I've been able to be there. And I believe that's because I let that go. God will bless you. Watch this. God will bless you. Open up your eyes and let you see things when you let unforgiveness out of your heart. In our lives, we need to ask God to treat us like we treat people. Have you ever done that? Ask God to treat you like you treat other people. Now, this is where I'm meddling. This is where it's going to get real uncomfortable. This is where it's going to get personal. Have you ever asked God to treat you the way that you treat other people? Do you want God to treat you like you treat your ex? Have you forgiven them? 
Have you forgiven them? You want God to treat you like you treat your ex? You want God to treat you like you treat that waitress at the restaurant? You want God to tip you like you tip her? You want God to bless you like you bless the waitress at the restaurant? You want him to treat anybody that's serving you and you act like you're better than them? You want God to treat you like that? Do you want God to treat you like you treat the homeless? Drive by with your window up and say, get a job, loser. You don't even know what they went through. He might have lost his wife and kids. He just ain't got there yet. You want God to treat you like you treat the homeless? You want God to treat you like you treat someone that's going through a hard time and you set in judgment over them? You want God to set in judgment over you? The way you set in judgment over other people? Yeah, it's quiet in here. No, because God, we don't want that. But God wants us to be a conduit where where forgiveness flows, where we're able to forgive those people and love them right where they are and try to make a difference in their life. Do you want God to treat you like the person that you work with that you can't stand? Do you want God to treat you like the person that you go to school with that's always getting on your nerves? Do you want God to treat you that way? Do you want God to treat you like you treat the father that wasn't there to raise you? The mother who didn't love you? Do you want God to treat you like that? Do you want God to forgive you as you forgive them? Holding on to some things that are just buried deep in our heart hurt us. They destroy us. They keep us from God's best in our life. Here's what I want to get to you this morning, and I'm done. Forgiveness is a big idea. It's for big thinkers. It's not for small thinking people. Forgiveness is a big idea. Say that with me. Forgiveness is a big idea. Say that with me. Forgiveness is a big idea. Forgiveness is a big idea. It's not for small thinking people. I've had an amazing ministry over the last 10 years. But I wouldn't be where I am today if I was holding on to all the hurts and disappointments that I've been through in the ministry. I wouldn't be where I am today. I wouldn't have the opportunities that I've had since I've learned to let things go in my life. God has just supernaturally swung open doors for this guy with a 10th grade education. He just supernaturally opened up doors. And I believe it's because I've learned to let things go. Yeah, I've been spit in my face. Yeah, I've been slapped. Yeah, my little boy's been hit and I had to turn the other cheek. There are minutes in my ministry that were defining moments for me where I could have acted on revenge, where I could have done things. And I have plotted things (laughs) right here. I was crazy. But I had to ask God to fix this so it wouldn't get down to here. And there have been days, there's been months, there's been weeks where it didn't come easy, but I just had to keep walking with the Lord. No matter what was coming against me, no matter who was coming against me, I couldn't stop and retaliate. I couldn't stop and box. I couldn't stop and fight. I couldn't stop and do anything. I just had to keep walking with the Lord, trusting Him. And because I've walked with Him, and I have learned to trust Him, and I don't hold on to that bitterness and that anger and that hate that comes my way, I just let it go. 
God supernaturally swings open doors for, for me and my family and this church. And I, I believe it's because I forgive. Listen to me today. If, if you want God to swing open doors for you this morning, you got to learn to forgive. Pastor Collier talked about a revival meeting that he had, he had preached one time. And right in the middle of the service, right in the middle of the service, two ladies had been arguing for years. They got sideways because of the band. They got sideways because of the choir or something, he had told me. And they got sideways, and they got up right in his preaching after 20 years of not speaking and went over there and started And as she was getting up, the other one in the back of the church was automatically getting up at the same time. Neither one of them knew they were, they were coming to ask for forgiveness. But God knew. And it says that in the Bible. Can I say this to you? The Bible says don't even come worship if you're having any unforgiveness in your heart. The Bible, that's biblical. It says don't even come to church. Don't even worship. Don't even praise. Don't even do any of those stuff if you have any unforgiveness in your heart. That's in the Bible. I didn't look it up before I came, but I know it's in there because I read it. I read it because I like to read my Bible. You ought to read your Bible. It talks a lot about forgiveness. And if we're going to go to the next generation, if we're going to go to the next level, if we're going to be where we need to be with God, it starts with getting any unforgiveness out of our heart. Listen to me. No matter what's come against me, I've learned to let it go. People on television, the stars on television, the president of the United States, the preachers that we see on TV, the ones that we love like Joel Osteen and Charles Stanley and T.D. Jakes and Billy Graham, these people that we admire so much that we look up to, they're big thinkers. They're not small thinkers. They're big thinkers. And big thinkers don't think small. They don't hold on to things. They don't listen to all the comments that are being said about them. They're big thinkers. And big thinkers, they analyze things. They take on situations. They deal with problems. But they let things go. You and I need to learn to let things go this morning. They've learned to forgive great Christians. Can I say this and I'm done? Great Christians, they're like eagles. The Bible says that, too. That's in the Bible, too. That great Christians are like eagles. They've learned to soar. They've learned to spread their wings. They've learned to fly. They don't stay on the ground too long. They learn to forgive. Great Christians, they learn to forgive. People who hold on to hurts and disappointments and angers, they're like chickens. They're on the ground. They ain't getting nowhere. They pecking on the ground. They pecking on the ground. Pecking on the ground. People who hold on to hurts, hold on to hurts, disappointments, they always keep pecking. They always keep bringing it up. What they did to them, what somebody did to them, what somebody did to them. They always, they're like chickens. People who hold on to unforgiveness are like chickens. Say that, are like chickens. Great Christians are like eagles. People who hold on to hurts and disappointments and anger, they're like chickens. Chickens eat off the ground. Anybody ever have a chicken or raise a chicken? Raise your hand. Jana, where are you at? You got a chicken coop. 
chickens eat off the ground. And I don't want to mess up your Sunday dinner, Brother Vic, because you always eat chicken. But chickens eat corn off the ground. They eat sticks off the ground. They eat manure off the ground. And they eat their own feces off the ground, Brother Vic. Chicken lover. Chickens eat their own feces. That's why they can't soar, because they're full of crap. Did I say that? When we're holding on to things, <laughs> feces are something that should be released, not something that should be digested. Forgiveness should be released and not digested. And no matter how much they flap around, they never get to go nowhere because they're holding on to the crap that's weighing them down. I see people in church holding on to the crap that's weighing them down. English, easy to understand but hard to swallow. They're holding on to stuff they should be letting go. When you have unforgiveness, you're eating something that you should be extracting and letting go. When you're holding on to bitterness, when you're eating something that you should be extracting, if you eat like a chicken, you can't fly like an eagle. Can I say this to you in case you didn't know? Eagles eat in high places. They grab their food and take off. Eagles are awesome. Eagle Christians are even better. Eagles are awesome. Eagles, eagles have great vision. They have great vision. They can see for miles. If you don't know anything about an eagle, they got great vision. They can see for miles. Their wingspan is nine feet. Their, 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 their wingspan is nine feet from tip to tip. And they can move through the air as beautiful and as graceful. And nothing can touch them when they're soaring. Oh, I want to be an eagle today. Oh, I want to spread my wings and fly. You know, eagles... Make love in the air, too. They started the Mile High Club. <laughs> I'm just sharing that with you. You got to learn about this stuff. I'm going to teach it to you. I got to teach it to you. I got to learn about this stuff. They started the Mile High Club. They lock up. Watch this. They lock up at 20,000, 30,000 feet, and then they start spiraling to the ground as they're making love, and it's a, then they let it go. It's a beautiful thing. One great thing about that is an eagle's never going to mate with a chicken. <laughs> Did I lose y'all? You know, I knew I shouldn't have wrote that in there. <laughs> what that was to symbolize, Miss Margaret, was that eagles don't function on the same level as a chicken. They, 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 they're, they're, they're way higher. They see things in great depth. They're big thinkers. 
And if you're holding on to unforgiveness in your heart, you're a small thinker. And I'm going to be done. Listen to me. If you want to be promoted to the next level, if you're going to see God's powerfulness in your life, if you're going to see all the doors begin to swing open, you got to quit eating off the ground. What does that mean, Brother Mark? That means you can't keep bringing up the same old memories, the same old hurts, the same old disappointment, the same old struggles, back and forth, back and forth. There are some of you here that go back and forth, back and forth. Quit. God, I'm saying to you from my heart today, quit. Quit. I know that there's some great couples in my church and, and, and the devil got in their marriage and it almost destroyed them and God put them back together. But every time they have a fight, he brings it up or she brings it up. You got to quit that. You got to forgive and let that stuff go. I've had to do the same thing. I've had to do the same thing. Forgive. And let it go. After all the hurts and disappointments in my first four or five years of my ministry here, I'd walk into a meeting or walk in with my head held down like a chicken. I walked in and I was ashamed of all the stuff that I'd been through. And one day God said, get your head up. He said, you suffer because I suffer. You suffer because you're doing it right. He said, get your head up. Quit walking around with your head down. Forgive those people and move on. If you're going to be promoted to the next level, you've got to forgive whatever you're holding in your heart that shouldn't be here. You can't keep going through the same old issues. You can't keep bringing up the same old stuff over and over and over again. You can't bring it up, harping on it, harping on it, harping on it. You've got to let it go. I'm done. Forgiveness, unforgiveness keeps you in the chicken coop. Keeps you there, locks you in, it traps you. You might move around a little bit. You might have moments of, of, of some kind of height. I've chased some chickens before, and they, some of them can fly a little bit high, but eventually they'll get caught. Listen to me. Forgiveness keeps you in the chicken coop when God's calling you to the mountain today. God is calling you to the mountain today. I don't want no music. I don't need no music, Todd. We're good. What I need is people in this church this morning to let things go. Any hurts, any disappointments. Maybe something your husband did to you. Maybe something your wife did to you. Maybe something I did to you. Wasn't on purpose, I promise you. Maybe you're holding on to something that I did to you or Mary did to you. Or Brother Joe did to you or Vic did to you. Let that stuff go this morning. Maybe you're holding on to a loss. Maybe you lost someone that you love so dearly so much and you're mad at God. Don't be mad at God. God's timing is perfect. Let it go this morning. Every head bowed and every eye closed. Let's pray this morning. Every head bowed. This is, I, I'm going to ask you to do something. Not come forward. I'm not going to ask you to come forward. If you need to forgive a co-worker, if you need to forgive somebody that come against your family, if you need to forgive your husband, if you need to forgive your ex-husband, your ex-wife, if you need to forgive your mom or your dad. Now listen, 
Don't be embarrassed. Don't be ashamed. I called you thinking people, and thinking people are smart people that are listening people. And if you want to soar like an eagle, listen to me right now. If you're holding on to something and you want to release it today, I want you to stand right where you are. Just stand. Praise God. I hear you. Every head bowed and every eye closed. Don't you open your eyes. Don't look around see if the person that's mad at you is looking. Stand with me this morning. Is there any hurt in your life? Any disappointment? Let's let it go today. Pray with me right now. Just say, Lord, I forgive them. I mean it, Lord, today. I forgive them. As you have told me to, Lord. Say it. I, as you have told me to, Lord. I forgive them. Lord, I know it's not easy. Say that with me. Lord, I know it's not easy. I can't do it on my own, Lord. I need your help. Say, you got to say, I need your help. Thank you, Lord. Feel his comfort around you right now. Feel his arms around you right now. Feel his love around you right now. Fathers, we stand today. And the majority of the church is standing, young and old. We go into 2015 with no hate in our heart. That's a good feeling, brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. Say, Lord, I forgive them. I forgive them, Lord. I forgive them, Lord. Lord, soar me this year. Open up my opportunities, Lord. I want to be a vessel for you, Lord. My heart is right with you now, Lord. I forgive them. And I'm walking with you today, Lord. If you're here today and you've stood with me, God bless you. I ask the angels, the Lord, to gather around you. In the next days, the next weeks, this year, to get you through whatever it is you may be struggling with. And I'm glad that you were here and you took this message personal. Come on, somebody. You took this message personal. It was met for your ears. As we stand, Lord, we stand with you and we know you can get us through anything. In Jesus' name today, amen. Somebody give God praise. Amen. You may be.